Okay. So Stephen got stoned to death for preaching about Jesus. And when he died, he looked up to heaven and saw Jesus there, remember? And there was a young man who was holding the coats, the cloaks of the people who were throwing rocks at Stephen. Remember what his name was? He was something new. Saul. And he oh, yeah, Saul, Saul, Saul. liked that they stoned Stephen to death. Why? And there arose a great persecution against the church in Jerusalem. And the believers were scattered throughout all the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. They stayed in Jerusalem. Now think about what that's going to do. If the believers get scattered throughout Judea and Samaria, what are they going to do where they go? Wherever the believers go, what are they going to do? Tell people about Jesus. So by persecuting them, they made them scatter, and that only spread the news about Jesus to more places. So they, some believers buried Stephen, but Saul was ravaging the church, and he was going into house after house and finding people who were Christians and dragging men and women off and putting them in prison. But those who were scattered went about preaching the word. They went about preaching the word. And Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed Jesus Christ to them. And the crowds with one accord paid attention to what he was saying. And they saw the signs that he did. Unclean spirits were coming out and he was healing paralyzed men. So that, that, and there was much joy in this city. But there was a man there named Simon. They keep finding people named Simon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like in it was the, a book, very common the book name. we just started. Yep. Yep. Now this Simon, he had previously practiced magic in the city and amazed the people of Samaria, saying that he was somebody great. Now that could mean that he was doing fake things that tricked people into thinking he was doing magic, which would be lying, it would be bad, or it could mean that he's using the power of the devil, which would also be bad. So he wasn't, but the second one would be worse. Anyway, so this man... So they, they all paid attention to him from the least to the greatest, saying, this man, this is the, the, the man is the power of God. And they paid attention to him. But when they believed Philip while he was preaching the gospel, they were baptized, both men and women. And Simon was believed. And after being baptized, he continued on with Philip. And seeing the signs and great miracles that he performed, he was amazed. Now, when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. And they came and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Not, what that means is that like, they had received the Holy Spirit and that the Holy Spirit had worked faith in their hearts. But when in the book of Acts, when the, the church would go to a new place, the Holy Spirit would do great signs and miracles and pour out special gifts upon the people in order to show that God was, was growing his church like this. So they laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Now, when Simon saw that the Spirit was given, when Simon saw that the Spirit was given through the laying on of hands, remember, he used to be a magician, and the people were impressed with his magic. He was like, I want some of that. So he said, if you give me this power, so that anyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit, I will give you some money. But Peter said, may your silver perish with you. Because you thought you could obtain the gift of God with money. 
You have neither part nor lot in this matter, for your heart is not right before God. Repent, therefore, of this wickedness, and pray to the Lord, that, if possible, the intent of your heart may be forgiven you. And Simon answered, Pray for me to the Lord, that nothing of what you have said may come upon upon me. So, it... He, the apostles, part of what's going on here is the apostles have special power from Jesus, not only to do miracles, but to give the ability to do miracles to people they lay their hands on. We don't still have that ability in the church today because Jesus gave it for a limited time in order to show everybody that it was his word. And Simon, Simon was essentially asking for the power to be an apostle and he wanted to buy it with money. But that is a gift from God. You can't buy that. That'd be a little bit also like saying, I want to buy salvation from my sins. Well, that's also a gift from God. All the things that God gives to us, they can't be bought. And to think that they can is a kind of unbelief. And who is the main guy who was persecuting Christians? Saul, yes. He was going into their homes and taking them out of their homes. Imagine how scary that would be. Somebody like, bangs on the door and barges into your house and takes you away because you're a Christian and puts you in jail. And they probably didn't kill all those people, but they probably killed some of them. You know, they killed Stephen. So we know that they were um, capable of doing that and didn't least in some situations. They also killed James, the brother of John, one of the apostles. Well, while this was happening... The gospel did not stop being spread. Remember, in one way it spread because when they were persecuted, they were scattered. They left Jerusalem because they were being persecuted there. And they went to Judea and they went to Samaria and they preached the gospel there and people believed. Well, another way that the gospel kept spreading was like this. Hi, baby. The Holy Spirit told Philip who was one of the other deacons. Remember, Stephen was a deacon, and so was Philip. And they were also, obviously, preaching the gospel like Stephen did and what Philip does in this story. And the Holy Spirit said to Philip, all right, I got a job for you. And then Philip said, why don't you make my sister do it? Just kidding, he did not say that. Oh, I said it was the Holy Spirit. It wasn't the Holy Spirit. It said an angel of the Lord said this to him, which is still from God, from the Holy Spirit. But anyway... He said, go to the south, to the road that goes from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert place, the road that goes through it. And he rose and went. And as he's on the road, there was an Ethiopian eunuch who was a court official of Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians. Do you guys know where Ethiopia is? Probably not. Let me show you on my phone. Geography time. Ethiopia is famous for coffee. Matt really liked going to Ethiopia, Uncle Matt. All right, so over here, look here, Samara. Over here is Africa. You learned about Africa in school? This is one of the continents, right? Like, lion, like lions are from Africa. Well, not only from Africa, but there's a lot of them there. Elephants, giraffes, right? Okay. Egypt is in Africa. You know how the children of Israel were captives in Egypt? That's Egypt. And then, by the way, Israel is very close to Egypt. It's not in Africa, but it's very close to it. And then down south from Egypt, there's a couple other countries, including Ethiopia here up in the mountains. So this person has come a long way. Egypt is pretty close to Israel, but Ethiopia up to Israel. 
That's a long way to go. Why do you think he came all that way? Because he wanted to be he's about God. Well, I I think it I think it's possible that he well not possible, sorry. That is exactly why. He was a believer in the true God, but he didn't know yet about Jesus. So think about all the people in the Old Testament, the Jews in the Old Testament, or people who had heard about the God that the Old Testament Bible taught about and they believed in him, but they didn't you know, they knew his promises maybe, but they didn't know everything and they didn't know that Jesus had come yet. That guy had gone up to Jerusalem to worship God. And he was an important man. He was in charge of all Queen Candace's treasure. And he was coming up there in, on his chariot. And he was going back home to Ethiopia on this road. And he was sitting there in his chariot and he was reading from the Bible, from the Old Testament prophet Isaiah. And Philip ran up to him and he heard him reading from Isaiah and he said, do you understand what you are reading? And he said, how can I unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. And the passage of scripture that he was reading from was this, like a sheep, he was led to the slaughter and like a lamb before its shearers is silent. And like a lamb before its shearers is silent, so he opens not his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. When you hear that, what do you think about? What do you think that's talking about? Jesus. It is talking about Jesus. But the eunuch, he didn't know who Jesus was. He had never heard of Jesus, probably. Or maybe he had up in Jerusalem, but not very much. Yeah, and they and the eunuch who, was, the, was, you know... He if might you, have heard the name, but he didn't know who yeah, Jesus here's was. Here's the thing. If you don't know about Jesus and you read this passage, you're not going to know what it's talking about. People in the Old Testament, they might have realized, this is talking about something that hasn't happened yet. This is, talk, maybe, this is probably talking about the Messiah. Isaiah says a lot of things about what Jesus will do as the Messiah, things that no one else would do. And so if you don't know about Jesus, this isn't going to make a whole lot of sense. And that's what was going on with the Ethiopian. He said to Philip, who is the prophet saying this about? About himself or about someone else? What a perfect opportunity. Talk about easy evangelism. Evangelism is telling people about Jesus. And a lot of times it's a lot easier than we think. Here this guy, this is the easiest example I've ever seen. The guy's like, I'm reading from the Bible. And here's this passage about Jesus suffering and dying on the cross. But he doesn't know that's what it's about. What is this about? And so Philip had this great opportunity. And it says that starting with that scripture, he told him the good news about Jesus. So he could tell him, Jesus was led like a lamb to the slaughter. Because he went forward as a lamb to take away our sins, the lamb of God. And he was like a lamb silent before its shearers. You know, there's something interesting about that phrase from Isaiah 2. I don't know this for sure, but I seem to recall that I read this and also just kind of checks out, rationally speaking. I'm pretty sure that sheep would not be silent before their shearers. I don't think that's what sheep are like. I think they start freaking out. Unless they don't know what it is. Unless maybe I'm they really know, the maybe if, maybe if they know the person who's shearing them. Like maybe if they know, like Shadow doesn't like going to the groomer very much. I don't know if he freaks out. That's what a shearer is, is cutting off the sheep's hair. But then there's more. Yes, Samara? Um, I haven't actually seen a sheep before. You haven't? Yeah. Yeah, you have. We've when? seen sheep before. But here's the other oh, thing. Yeah, this is not just to the shearer. It, the line before that says to the slaughter. 
So maybe a sheep would be silent when it's going to have its hair cut off, especially <laughs> when it knows like the farmer or something and it like trusts him. But not when it's going to be slaughtered, unless he didn't know. But Wait, what does Jesus slaughtered mean? Slaughter means killed. If the lamb is going to be killed to be used for meat. But Jesus did know. And yet he was silent. He was innocent and obedient and silent. He didn't speak a word in his own defense when he went to the cross. He went as meekly as a lamb, as if he didn't know, as if he couldn't do anything to stop it. But he did know, and he could have stopped it. Instead, he went forward in his innocence in order to take away our sins and give us his innocence and righteousness. Mm-hmm. So that's what Philip taught him. This guy, Jesus, he's the son of God. He's the savior of the world. This is what Isaiah was talking about. And as they were going along, the eunuch said, look, here's some water. Can I get baptized? And they stopped the chariot and they both went down into the water and he was baptized. And Philip baptized him. When they come, came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord carried Philip away. Like, I don't know if he disappeared or if he like gave him a ride on a magic carpet or what? Like maybe he brought him a broomstick. I'm pretty sure he didn't do that. And uh, then the, can't fly a nah, he probably didn't do that either. And the eunuch saw him no more, but he went on his way rejoicing. So Philip all of a sudden was at Azotus, and he passed through and preached the gospel in all the towns until he came to Caesarea. Imagine if you get like picked up and you the Holy Spirit, and you're like, "Well, where am I?" And you're like, "Well, okay, here I'm in Azotus. I'm just going to preach the gospel wherever I go." Because that's what the Holy Spirit sent him to do. And uh, the other thing too is that's the last we hear about this Ethiopian eunuch. But obviously, he became a believer. He got baptized. And he heard the word about Jesus and he rejoiced. But you know what's interesting? That that, Yep. Now we we that's the last we heard about this Ethiopian eunuch, but later there we find out that there's a church. Not in the book of Acts, but like just like later in history, we 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 find out that there's a whole bunch of Christians in Ethiopia. And there still are today. And it's a very old church. And it's probably because of that guy. That guy probably went home. Remember, he's an important guy. He, he knows the queen. He's like, like her, one of her chief servants. And he would have had the opportunity to tell people about Jesus. And they would have believed and more would have believed. And they had a church there. And still do. So it's an example. Remember early Wait, on? Wait, now they still There's do? still a church. Yeah, there's a lot of Christians in Ethiopia. I think it's the main religion in Ethiopia. Yeah. There's only one church here, right? Well, there's more no, no, than no, no, one. No, 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 Yeah, there's but, lots of churches. But this, this is the only real church. Well, no, 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 no. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Okay. We got we to gotta, we gotta touch on this a little bit. The Holy Christian Church, the real church, the true church, is not the CLC. The CLC is part of the Holy Christian Church, and so are all, so is part of all churches. What I mean by that is the Holy Christian Church is invisible, you can't see it. You can't tell who is and who isn't because the Holy Christian Church is just everyone who believes in Jesus everywhere in the world, whether they're in a Catholic church or an ELCA church or the CLC. Even in false teaching churches, there are still believers, as long as they are Christian churches. That is that they teach that Jesus is the Son of God who died on the cross for the sins of the world. Any church that teaches that there will still be believers in it. But if they have false teaching, the people there are in danger from the false teaching, but some of them will still be believers. 
So you want to you go to a church that teaches the truth, but that doesn't mean we're the real church. The real church is just all believers. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's only one of those that ever existed. Yeah. That's one, that's one holy Christ. Do you guys know how we say that in the creed? I believe in uh, one holy Christian church. We say we believe that because we can't see it. Also, all the dead believers are so if I, so I believe in God, but they don't say that he died on the cross, so they didn't say. Well, if somebody doesn't believe that Jesus is God or that he died on the cross, they don't believe in God. They believe in something they call God, but it isn't God. Jesus said that whoever does not honor the Son just as he honors the Father does not honor the Son who sent him. So, sorry, it's not another father who sent him. Yeah. So, in other words, if you don't think Jesus is God, you don't believe in God. And that's true of a lot of people. But that's what, that's what Christianity is. To believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you have life in his name. That's how John defines what Christianity is. And there are more teachings than that in the Bible. They're all important. But that one is the most important. That's what they're all about. Yes, ma'am. How many churches are in Appleton? Dude, I don't know. A lot. Many, many. Like a lot. A lot, a lot. Yeah? I only know two. Bro, you know a lot more than two. We pass. You, you pass Three. a bunch all the time. You just don't know their names no, or you four. haven't recognized. <laughs> no, five. Yeah. yeah anyway. But anyway, one of the things about the church is that it's, it's for a long time, it's been universal, meaning it's all over the world. That's what God promised. In the Old Testament, the church was basically just in Israel. And then you would have a few people in different places, like this Ethiopian who somehow heard about the God of the Old Testament and had some of the books because he, he had the book of Isaiah. And he came to, but he had to come to Jerusalem to worship God, right? That's one place in the world. But remember how in the book of Acts, when Jesus ascended, he told his disciples that they were going to be his witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea, Galilee, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Well, so far they've just been in Jerusalem, right? But then remember what this persecution caused. The people who were persecuting them thought that they could destroy the church by killing the Christians, but instead it spread the church. All of a sudden they weren't just in Jerusalem, they were in Judea and Samaria, and now over to Ethiopia, and it's going to the ends of the earth, just like Jesus said. Yes, Samara. I think I've seen 20 churches. Okay. 20. You know, next to Ethiopia is a country that has a claim to the funniest name of any country in the world. What is it? Djibouti. <laughs> I feel like as, as Yudis, we maybe should live in Djibouti.